Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. I'm eating dinner, so I apologize for the mouth noises. Uh, no worries. It's like 8.30, right? Well, I, I flew home today. So I got home, and I got a little ambitious and mowed the lawn. <laughs> and so I haven't had time to shower or eat dinner. So I'm eating dinner now. <laughs> you flew back just for this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Priorities. Uh-huh. No, I love that. <laughs> Where were you flying from? So we did our big road trip. We drove to visit my parents in Charlottesville, Virginia. And then we got in a car with them and drove all the way up to New York to visit my brother. So basically Houston to New York was like the final destination. And then on the way back, we stopped in uh, Florida in the Pensacola area where Carrie's family lives and they're still there. Carrie is calling in from another state. I don't think that's the first time this has happened on the podcast. (laughs) Hey, Um, Carrie from another state. (laughs) So they're going to stick around for another week or whatever before driving the rest of the way home. Carrie, it'll be you and no other adults. How many kids will be rocking in this little, is it a minivan? What are, what are you guys cruising in? Uh, it's a Prius. <laughs> oh, <kids>. nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, man. What, what do you do to keep kids entertained or even if not entertained, just not killing each other for that amount of time? So they are horrible when it comes to driving to school in the mornings, but like long road trips, they're amazing. Really? Um, but, I mean, we usually load up screens and yeah, books and sketchbooks and stuff like that. So they they do really good at occupying themselves for long periods of time. Oh, that actually reminds me. This is a non Brigsby Bear related question, which is: as an art teacher, do you try out your lessons on your own kiddos? Do you say, "Hey, this would be so cool," or is it kind of well, oh, that's actually the end of my question. Is do you? <laughs> tr- <laughs> I do have an I, or afterwards, but first, I just want to hear the answer. Um, ish, uh, I think maybe more at the beginning, um, but it turns more into like this is what I'm going to be teaching in my class. Is this something that you'd be interested in doing? Oh yeah. Um, so it's actually more the reverse. Yeah. Do you have? Do you feel like you have burgeoning? artists in your in your home or is it too early to tell yeah they both spend um a lot of their free time drawing um phoebe especially spends hours every day she's gotten into animation and stuff she's done like some really really cool stuff and maybe we're biased because we're her parents but like no she's still she's already like surpassed my meager artistic skills how old is phoebe the the illustrator animator 12 Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, she's incredible. So Peter's going into really seventh grade. Too. Mm. Pete's 10 and he loves drawing um Godzilla or the Guardians and the um Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. games like Breath of the Wild and Age of Calamity. They have like really cool Ganon iterations and Guardian iterations. I don't know if you guys play either of those games, but he loves drawing any sort of destructive creatures and you. <laughs> yeah oh so. man that's awesome okay. i i wonder i've got a couple of little guys who like similarly spend it seems like hours every day mm-hmm. and 
I, I keep wondering if that's because they're bored, but it's not because we give them like 10 other things like, Hey, you could do this. You could do this. You could do this. They're like, yeah, but how about instead we make clay projects or how about instead we do some paper mache and mm -hmm. I love it. It's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So no, I can always tell as an art teacher, like which homes art plays an important role in because like a lot of my students are night and day in their level of ability and focus and you know even just wanting to try new things so that's very Wait. good that you do it at home well and it, I think it's more like the kids just love it and I haven't gotten in the way yet more than like I do it but like mm -hmm. um I want to will you guys share some of the animations on our little thread one of these times or is there a way it's got to be a way. I, I just asked her about this. She, so we got her a, um, a digital art tablet for Christmas, right? Yeah, Christmas. So she does them all on there. And so I asked her just like a week ago, like, is there a way to back these up or get them on some other device? So they don't disappear forever. Yeah. And she said, yeah, but we haven't done it yet. So okay. we need to figure that out. Yeah, guys, I want to see. These are um, a couple of years old, but some of her claymation is on my Instagram page too. Awesome. So you can see there's them some, on there. Yeah, there's some pretty easy to use stop motion yeah. apps and stuff that are really fun. I taught a I taught um a learning in informal spaces class when I was at Penn State. And I had my they were all future elementary teachers do stop motion stuff and it was the raddest man. And they they kept saying like oh yeah this can be helpful to teach fractions and like no it can be helpful just to do it like don't make it suck by like turning it into a math lesson just do art because they do the same thing to music and dance and everything is like oh yeah this could support I'm like no it should be its own thing and just be awesome so all right and Chad you yep. are a mustachioed man yeah look shaved, at that thing I shaved, my, uh, I shaved my cheeks yes we have to wear good. masks at work again and like the masks would like stick through the neck and yeah. the cheek and I'm like wearing a mustache, but then I'm going to grow my beard out. So my mustache is a lot longer than the beard. Mm -hmm. The strategy. Wow. I'm, I'm digging it, man. It looks good. Thanks. Sean's beard's looking sweet too, man. And Rachel's in California. She might jump on, but she's camping. So she probably won't um but yeah this is a perfect time to to start off like day, <laughs> day one rachel's gone like shaved to my mustache yeah it's a bold move <laughs> so do you, do you have the house to yourself chad yeah me too we're both living the bachelor life that's right oh man <laughs> i didn't even like <laughs> i was gonna like binge i was gonna start stranger things and i got there and i'm like do i really want to watch this and I decided that I didn't. And so I didn't watch anything. <laughs> this season's so good. Is it? Okay. I just saw like everyone's face on the banner, you know, like on the ad when you open up Netflix. I'm like, oh, I know. I need to. This, se <laughs> this like season, you don't have to if you don't want to, but this season is quite good. Well, the I'm up the hills playing in my head, like, well, I don't think anything will beat the never-ending story theme from the season finale. My favorite part. 
this is a very different um use of music music. (laughs) yeah but the yeah the second half of the season doesn't come out for another like like two weeks oh okay if if you want to like binge the whole thing from beginning to end which is what i like to do Mm, it might be worth waiting a little bit I got, I'm like, I'm paralyzed by choice right now. Like, uh, got so many things, like, I can just scroll for a long time and then switch from Hulu to Prime and then switch over to Netflix and they're like, all right, Rachel's gone. I can watch a movie. What movie doesn't Rachel want to watch? And then I end up watching nothing. <laughs> Are you one who will choose um, a new m- movie or show over like a the comfort of an old one Ooh. or you one like if you have if you had to choose you're no, on I need an to island watch new stuff yeah new okay there's no right or wrong but i think it does say something about people's personalities like well stuff that i haven't seen that's old is also good oh yeah because that counts as new to you new to me and there's a lot there's a lot of gaps in my uh movie film watching history oh man i like every time paul's on it starts out with like paul asking questions sorry no we can talk no it's so good no this is good we can talk about uh the movie which i am also excited this this is like this is a a feature i think i just crave human interaction where paul Paul starts out right out the gate just like asking question after question Sorry, it's so good (laughs) so so two things like our our main audience are these five people on right now and <laughs> it's okay for us to be friends not just talk about a movie um, well that's the thing right the movie's just the mediational tool to get us to become humans right, right? like <laughs> second thing the episode that i listened to when i was on vacation uh paul and Sh- and sean went back and forth for a while and it made it sound like a podcast, actually. <laughs> like, like, because there was like this banter that the two of you had. It, 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 what? Which one was it? Um, it was the the Caesar one. Oh yeah, hail Caesar! Caesar was great. Did you not? You weren't on that one, Anthony. Oh, you missed it. It's a good one. Actually, you didn't miss it. You listened to it. So <laughs> that was a good one. You're all caught up. I've you quadrupled sure you remember, the number of listens. You remember it more than I do. Um, little Death Becomes Her has five plays. So I think Did you end up watching it, Anthony? I haven't. It's not streaming anywhere, I... so it's kind of difficult to. Well, could I rent stream it though? Probably. We got it from the library. Oh, it's good. Anything else, Paul? How's your summer going? Oh, it's going really well. I'm trying to think. Um, so I've been taking my respiteers. That's like these little guys that I take out like, yeah, yeah. Social, social work doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing stuff with them during the daylight hours. And it's it's been really interesting to see these little guys who a bunch of them are on the autism spectrum. And I kept thinking that taking them to the pool would be like this stimulation overload, but it's like the opposite because when things are too overwhelming, they like just go under the water for a second and love the change of sound. And then having 
like the stimulation, but the calming stimulation on their bodies. And then they come back up and people are being crazy. And, and so that's super fun to watch. Um, uh, I've had a, a fun time writing some really nerdy stuff that I think I've used the same phrase, but it, it still holds up, which is even the people who love me most will never read the articles, but like, I'm, I've really uh, enjoyed my summer scholarship wise. And it's been cool just doing little here and there trips with the with the kiddos and kind of so feel, go back what are you writing oh yeah. articles oh yeah just nerdy that's how i keep my professor job articles okay got it academic so, publications yeah academic publications so right now um i'm looking at how so what you don't like share them with like people you know you just like keep it anonymous i mean so this is the thing i floated them to the people that i know like originally uh-huh. and they like never read them and i was just like oh never mind <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like now i don't tell anybody except for, i mean like people who read this kind of nerdy stuff will find them but like i don't kind of like send them out there anymore so yeah great yeah i think you did that to me one time and i apologize for not having read it Oh, and dude! It's, it's, not, it's not because I wouldn't be interested. It's just because my brain is doesn't work that great. And, no, and things, no, 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 no. And, and things pass through real quickly. So I, I would like you to send me things. I would read them. I, I fear that academic writing is like melatonin in word form. So like, <laughs> I, I won't, I won't inflict that on you guys. Dude, I read like very <laughs> academic tinge stuff all the time, and. And often just straight up academic stuff. So please. Well, all right. All right. I'll send you. Please send it all. I'll send a, a few things your, your way. If nothing else, they can be like, it, it might give you book, re- like children's book recommendations that you might want to check out with your young people. Because it's always about, hey, here's what I'm finding in these picture books. Or here's what's interesting about these graphic novelizations of whatever. So, yeah. Anyways. Sweet. That's that's what I do with my weird times. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, Chad. You nice. asked a small question, got a long answer <laughs> for the use. So sorry. Hey, Rachel, are you listening? Are you on? Rachel. Oh, did you send us the hi the stop motion stuff here? Yeah. Yes. Nah. I'm listening. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to turn on the video because I don't have a lot of service here. Okay. Hey, Wiggins family. I have a question. One more thing about Phoebe. As a 12-year-old, is she going into seventh grade or is she turning into a sixth grader? Seventh grade next year. Seventh grade equals second year of middle school or first year of middle school? Mm -hmm. Second. So she's she's in the in-between zone. Not quite oldest, but she's got it a little more figured out. So it's not quite as scary. yeah that's cool gosh does that how does that feel it, is that the oldest of the children that exist probably anthony same age or no yeah, chad has the oldest yeah chad has older kids yeah i have a 14 year old 14 so. oh, okay zoe got four shots at the doctor today he's going to middle school because oh. she got like the scheduled three and then she uh qualified for like a covid booster it didn't long enough so she got yeah. four shots all at once and she was not too excited. 
Oh, I mean, she's one, ready for middle school. I have one other question, guys. It, <laughs> yep, let's go it's quite it. probable, if not, I think. Did we all graduate from high school in the same year? We had to have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are, well, that's what I was going to ask. Are twenty-year reunions happening, and or will you participate? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I yeah. No, that. mine's up in Brigham City. Oh, on the week after the fourth, the Saturday after the fourth. Yeah. And I'm not going to be up there, so no. Valedictorians probably have to show up, though, huh? I think homecoming queens, but not valedictorians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be going either. You're not going back to Winslow? No, no. My parents moved down to Tucson about the same time we moved to um, Pennsylvania. So it's actually been a long time since I've been where I actually grew up. It's kind of yeah. weird. Oh, I'm not going to be up in Utah over the fourth anymore it's gonna be the third week of july so i'll get with you guys and coordinate so we can see thor love and thunder together Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) just not opening weekend i can see it three or four times by then but that's (laughs) probably be up there like on the 15th or 16th and then spend that week up in utah i'm not sure when we're heading up or when we're around there so yeah, I'll coordinate. We'll meet up. We'll have a heart to heart, shed some tears. You know, Paul, Paul and I do. So we really do. <laughs> the toxic masculinity is on pretty low when we get together. <laughs> it's like breaking down a lot of <laughs> traditional norms, as far as that's concerned. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be. I, I'll probably. Redundancy. Oh, I want to do. Who was it? I want to do another freshman year, the escape from Q Hall. Um, I'm going to do one with um, some more girls. Uh, it was Angie, Lindsay Havican, Sarah Scott, and Wendy, I think. I think I was going to have those four on. So I think it's a good time, a 20 year from. 2002 to 2022 catch up for them i might do someone else too maybe have a uh i don't know a fetch rasmussen or cody on there yes that'd be fun to hear from those guys i know i tyler hang out with us is cody in utah i'm pretty sure tyler's in utah cody's up in oregon i think yeah he this is a Texas self-connection and then I'm done and I just want to hear about why Sean chose this movie but um so Cody (laughs) married the sister of a person who went to Mozambique with us Uh Um, and so I got to meet Cody's all of his in-laws like before they were his in-laws and then it was super cool when I found out it like a year later that he was engaged to Jackie Donkins little sister so not jackie donkins jackie donkins yep so the world is small the mormon world is smaller and it's still kind of cool like when they're the little connections or whatever so yeah dan clark's gonna come swimming at my house on sunday (laughs) 
That's Does he not live in Alaska? No, he went to school in Alaska, but him and his wife have been in Las Vegas for years. He's got five kids, I think. One oh. of his kids uh, passed doing with us like a SIDS, like in the in the middle of the night. It was very tragic and sad. But I think he had six and has five. Is that right, Rachel? Like, I'm not answering that question. Oh man. But his family is way cool and they've got kids similar ages. So uh yeah, super nice. Oh man. He's still a bodybuilder. That's what no, I was gonna ask. He's, he's, gonna he's pretty in a fit. leopard print. He's pretty fit, but he's not like uh muscle bound like he was. He's more trim and uh stays fit. I think he goes to the gym with his oldest son his oldest son is like taller than me way taller than dan because dan was shorter than me so it's pretty fun <laughs> i think if you can cool. take a picture of him in his swimsuit we'd all appreciate that uh okay yeah. it's a task no i remember like freshman year how about like, me and dan next to each other how about our shorts hiked up Showing oh i thought pride. that was a yeah i thought that was a given like yeah for sure those are my major requests yeah i remember a picture of him like um just all massive out like our freshman year and i my voice changed when i was like 17 so when i saw this picture of this full-grown man and he had a hairy chest right he had a hairy chest he had a hairy everything there were no parts of him that didn't have lots of hair when uh -huh. i remember that and i was just like my gosh is that what humans can be like, you know, like I would, I would look in the mirror and I would just see like what, what my skeleton with skin on it looked like. And then this guy was just massive, man. So yeah, I remember being quite impressed as a 18 year old kid <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, uh, before we get into Brigsby Bear, I'm going to do my letterbox reviews for you guys. This is what I've been watching since we last we met. So on the airplane, I finished Matrix Resurrections. Five stars. Loved it. Uh, was the dialogue confusing and didn't make much sense? Yes. Did I love it and cry? Also, yes. Have you guys seen it? It's great. I think it's on Prime. I recommend it. Oh, man. Oh, that's the that's the newest fourth that's uh -huh. the, the one that I came think. out in 2021 and that's only directed by one of the wachowskis instead of okay okay i don't know anything about it i just saw it on the airplane and, and decided to watch okay text me after <laughs> okay co-written co with lana i believe and two really cool novelists uh david mitchell and alexander henman are uh a couple of really cool novelists and they co-wrote this screenplay. I mean, I can see why people have complaints about it, but it, I didn't have any complaints. And then I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail. My kids have never seen it before. Is that a new one? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yep, brand new. <laughs> Owen loved it. Law didn't like the animation. Paul was concerned about all the blood. <laughs> I, I showed Phoebe the clip of 
um, when they have to answer the three questions to cross the bridge uh-huh. and she loved it. So now we have to watch the movie. I'm glad that you did because we're going to do it. Probably yeah, no, month. it's good. They loved every part. The French, the French people in the castle, Owen was just laughing like nonsense. He couldn't like stop his face from smiling, laughing. He just loved every part. And then we watched a murder is announced from 2005. That's an Agatha Christie one. I said it was good, and the murder was the one I least suspected. Lawrence was scared at night because of it. <laughs> That's it. Only three movies since we last and Briggs. Anybody else see anything good? You guys go to the movie theaters? Saw Lightyear with the kids yesterday morning. Yeah. And I liked it. I, though Pixar movies aren't really made for kids anymore. Um, uh, I guessed. I guessed what was going to happen. Okay. You saw it coming? I, thought, I think I know what this is. Um, nice message, though. That's fun. We're thinking about taking my kids and their cousins, so a whole bunch of kids when we go up to Brigham City, to either that one, I don't know, a theater movie experience. It's a little bit cheaper in Utah. Anybody else go to a movie theater? Sean, you still on like a movie theater pass program? No, that expired a while ago. But we do have um, one of Carrie's friends gave us a um, gift card to a movie theater. And so I'm sure it was meant so that we could like go on a date together, but I've just kind of been using it. So (laughs) I, I haven't gone for like probably a month, but I'm thinking about going this week while I'm on my own. Yeah, Rachel was gonna be gone to go camping and then she was gonna go up to San Jose afterwards. But Rachel's mom has COVID and then Rachel has like a doctor appointment on Monday. So she's just gonna come back on Friday. So it's, I work four tens. So I'm not home until like six anyways. And then I wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. Um, So being at home alone like doesn't give me like the time to go out to the movie theater like it would over the weekend, which is fine. But I was planning on going to the movie theater over the weekend. <laughs> Change of plans. That's fine. Dan Clark's coming over. All right. Um, well, and I else? saw uh, the I saw the new Alex Garland movie Men. I don't necessarily recommend it. Uh, it's wild. <laughs> um, but Jessica Buckley is probably the greatest actress working right now. Is it more horror or suspense or thriller? Um, it's like surreal horror, I guess, is what I would call it. Uh, yeah, I'm not into it. Not like is that, ex, is that the ex Machina guy? Yeah. Uh, I like reading the Wikipedia synopsis of horror movies. I didn't find it particularly scary. Um, the ultimate scene is uh, is new heights of like wildness as far as body horror cons- is concerned, like what happens. But um, <laughs> um, I, but it, it wasn't like frightening. It it was like whoa, that is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen on a movie screen. (laughs) 
Oh, and Carrie, what kind of scary movies you've been watching? Uh, so I haven't been. Um, with us traveling and everything, I haven't really had time. What I have been doing is working my way through Skyward Sword, Legend of Zelda. It's like the last Legend of Zelda game I haven't beaten. Is it the one that looks like a cartoon? Uh, I mean, they all kind of look cartoony, so I don't, I don't know. This is, no, that's Wind Waker. Yeah. Wind Waker is way more cartoony. Skyward yeah, Link's Awakening is pretty cartoony, too, is especially it? like the remastered release of it. But I love the kids can do game. video games after dinner on a weekday, and that's pretty much it. That's their video game time. But I can play video games whenever I want. And I, the problem is, I just never want to or don't have time. But when there is like a moment, oh, uh, yeah, kind of cartoony. Kind of not, but we've got a Wii U and Led or and um, Breath of the Wild, and I'd say, all right, gonna do some Breath of the Wild, and all I do is go like collect hardy durians and then go cook them. <laughs> that's just my my task, but I've slowly save up, save up those hearts cool. so you can attack a Lionel. Oh yeah, we attack Lionel. I beat the game, but the problem with time. with beating the game is like. I thought I was going to keep the sword and then just free play from that. But then it's, you have to like start at your last save to keep on going, like starts mm -hmm. the game over, which. So I just went back to my last save and I'm just running around. Yeah, I, mean, I but wish that's you could play with the... You can go exploring and yeah. find Koroks or just find new places. Like I was. That's what I do. I got the white sword. Hours. I got the, the white horse. I got all my towers, getting all the shrines. <laughs> and like Paul or Cameron just tell me what to do. And I just go around. And yeah. uh, they, they get frustrated about like my fighting skills. <laughs> but they're like toddlers. So why do they get it? I'm like, here, here's the remote. And they're afraid. <laughs> yeah, Peter panics too when he plays. But he likes my game better because I have all hearts and uh -huh. and everything but I mean I was the first time I played I was like 200 hours into it before I even found Lurlin village like there's just wow. so many things that you can discover yeah. you think you found I think I was like 175 Koroks into it thinking okay I just need to get to 200 and I'll find them all and then I looked it up online and there were 900 Koroks um, how many of the 900 have you found I found every single one amazing you found all the Koroks I, I mean, not on my own. I used yeah. like, online help, but yeah, I hundred percent of my game. That's amazing. Don't need to brag, but <laughs> have you played any of the DLC for it? Oh yeah, yeah, I've done all the DLCs Good. for it. Yeah, Good. yeah, no, we have that. I haven't, I haven't put that on my account, but my kids have the. They bought you it. You should get a motorcycle. I'm a purist. Oh, but my horse, sister. And which I are horse watching... is your favorite? My horse. Sorry, what? Which horse out of the ones you can find is your favorite? I just, I have a white horse with like uh, the Zelda armor on there. Yeah, that's the that's Zelda's horse, right? Okay, yeah, I like that horse. What about the giant horse? I really like the giant horse. <laughs> Rachel texted me and said, "Hey." 
bring or text me when we're done watching the trailer and I'll jump on. <laughs> She's conserving battery. All right, anybody else have anything? Anthony or Sean, you want to dig into your hobbies or what you've been doing? I sent a section of like a scene from my novel off to a journal that I'm hoping publishes it. Um, it's actually a really weird, cool journal. It's called, it doesn't actually have any affiliation with what I'm about to say, but it's called Taco Bell Quarterly. Um, and they're like uh, making fun of like all the other like major literary magazines. And um, they, they just sort of make nihilist jokes about like the end of the world and stuff. And they're like, we're all gonna die anyway, so we might as well write stories and live moss and um, live moss. I love it. <laughs> and so I sent in a section, and like their only requirements are that like you like shoehorn Taco Bell into it some way. And so like um, I have I have like some leftover Taco Bell like in the refrigerator of this scene that I wrote, and uh, and like fire sock packets collecting in the dairy tray and stuff and so um i yeah i sent off this scene what i hope they publish it i, I thought i was pretty proud of it so I, we'll see what happens so is it a, is it a piece of like a novel that's in progress or is it yeah yeah, yeah. okay the novel yet. how far along are you or do you know is it just going until it's done yeah i mean it's going until it's done previously i didn't have a sense of that like at all um, and I really did, couldn't even imagine ever actually finishing a novel, but uh, since my life has changed over the last year and I'm medicated and stuff, I, I really feel like I'll have a draft probably by the end of this year at the latest um, a year from now. I think I have like, I have no idea how many words I've actually written, but the words that are like very polished and all collected, I have like 30,000 words and then I have a, a bunch more that hasn't been like all put together. Cool, very cool. I'm not gonna write anything. I was thinking that one point I was gonna write a screenplay of a noir that my kids could act in. And I've got some scenes in mind that I want to play out. And I wanted to make a full-length movie, like a feature, with Henry and Owen and me as actors. But I'll probably just do a scene, make a short. After Google, how do you make a movie? Thank you, and then check out some like screen writing books and stuff from the library. It'd be good. Oh, it's not that. Yeah. That's true. No, no, no. I would. I just don't want to sit down and write is the thing. So I'll probably just like go out and make it without having a screenplay. That'd be fun though. Sean, what about you or Peter Wiggins? Mm -hmm. Wait, first, before we move on from your movie, um, do you guys know the YouTuber Joel Haver? He's so funny. So his, his most popular videos are uh, what's it called is it rotoscoped is that the right word where it's um like filmed and then it's a animated by tracing over the frames of the film but there's like an ai that does it i don't know he has this whole method that he uses 
but he has some of those that have gone viral of like what it's like to play an RPG that you haven't played for a long time and stuff like that. But he makes tons and tons of like improvisational comedy stuff on YouTube that's really funny. But for the past couple of years um, for the Academy Awards, he like tries to get as many people as he can to not watch the Academy Awards and instead make a full length movie in the time that the Academy Awards is playing. So instead of like feeding into this movie system, like just make a whole bunch of like amateur art, like get people involved in creativity and stuff. So I think that you should do that next year and maybe you'll win a Joel Haver Academy Award. All right, I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be awesome. And you should look at his YouTube channel too because it's really funny. Yeah, my inspiration was uh, a, a movie on YouTube called A Spy Movie. It's, it's just per this person, Stephanie Cohen, and the main actor guy. I think I might. Brian Jordan. Yeah, Alvarez. Brian Jordan Alvarez, right? Uh huh. I, I, I follow his YouTube stuff a lot too. It's really funny, but I've never watched that full length movie because it's a full length movie on YouTube. I recommend it. I watched it on the TV yeah. as a movie and I loved it. So it's just like friends getting together and making like cheesy effects and it's just great. Paul, are you going to make a movie? Um, probably not, but um, but I am really excited to look at these little um, inst Instagram stop motion ones because I have my oldest son is, is really into that right now. We just got the um, oh gosh, I think it's by Ardman, like the guys who make the Wallace and Gromit movies, they like made a a pretty cool book about like how to do stop motion and he's been eating that up so it's it's been really fun to kind of like just show him like the first ones where Gertie was this dinosaur and they did it with chalk and then the next versions of what you can do just pushing a little clay ball around so no probably not gonna make a full length but um I might make a, a 12 second with my son so yeah, that'll yeah. be my contribution <laughs> to the world <laughs> Oh, I love it. All right. We're getting into it. Why are you ready, Sean? I'm ready. I've been ready for uh, 40 minutes now. <laughs> All right. What was the movie? Why'd you pick it? All right. The movie is Brigsby Bear. Um, the first time this movie kind of came on my radar was uh, my brother played in a band with a guy who's into creating film and stuff in Utah. So I'm friends with him on Facebook and he posted something about Kyle Mooney's making a movie in Utah and we're looking for, I don't so know. So is this Andrew, Andrew's friend? Yeah, this is Andrew's friend, uh, Jared Gay. Is it the same one that they did like the um, astronaut experience? Uh -huh. experience? Yeah, the, oh gosh, what was that called? Oh. I don't remember, but it was great. It was great. But, yeah. But yeah, so he uh, he posted something on Facebook looking for extras or people to work on the crew. I don't remember what it was. But so I was like, oh, cool. Kyle Mooney's making a movie. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then the movie got made. And on Reddit, I kept Oh, I'm just going to go get something really quick. I'll be right back, OK? <laughs> Rachel, are you talking? hi. Rachel, you're on. Uh, oh, hi. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Whoops. That was great. Um, so yeah, I kept seeing people talking about it on um, 
on Reddit and I didn't know what it was. I didn't make the connection, but I saw several people saying that Brigsby Bear was like their favorite movie of the year and nobody had heard of it or seen it. And then when I made the connection that it was that movie, I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. And I did, and it was great. And I, I don't remember the timeline because this would have been like five years ago or whatever when the movie came out, but I made Carrie watch it. Like I watched it by myself and then I watched it like a week later so I could show it to Carrie. And then my brother was visiting us this past Christmas. So I watched it again to show him. And now I just watched it yesterday. So I've seen it four times now. And those, those posts I was seeing on Reddit, it was so much like just people who loved this movie no one had heard of and all they wanted to do was like, make sure other people knew it existed and had the chance to see it. And I kind of feel like, like it's one of those movies for me too. I just want everyone to, to watch it. Yeah, great. So that's it. Love it. So watch the trailer. Share screen. Share sound. Share. Click on this thing. There are other people out there, just like us, right? Look at the grazer bucks, James. They're out there every night. The difference is we have dreams and imaginations to help us escape. But no one can take that away from you, ever. There's something I need to tell you. Everything's very big. It's really very big. The reason you're here, the reason I'm here, is all just to help you. Everyone says they're trying to help me, but nobody can find me in the new episode of Brigsby. There wasn't a new episode this week. This is about moving on with the rest of your life. Try to imagine a hero. Just be normal, all right? Uh. Hi, I'm James. I really like your clothes. <laughs> He's not on the bad side. He's on the good side. Yes! You, Rigsby Bear, are keeper of the light. Have you ever been with a girl? And you really want to do this with me? Yeah, man, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff like this out there. <laughs> You're my friend. Uh, okay, one, two, three. <laughs> <clears throat> it's great. All right. Um, I'm glad probably, I didn't. You probably know this, but we're sharing your screen right now still. Oh, okay. That's why everything's so small. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer before I watched the movie because that trailer gave away everything. <laughs> 
I went into it cold and I'm so glad because it was a, I mean, I would have been fine to watch the trailer too, but it was a good experience. All right, Sean, walk us through the synopsis. Okay. I'll try to keep it short. Um, so, and I guess if anyone actually is ever listening to this, there will be spoilers. So go watch the movie and then come back and pick it up here. The best thing um, about it, if there is like a random person in some country that finds this and listens to it, we've dropped no hints and there is no contact page and they, they can't like, I guess they could leave a review on like a Spotify or something. Right. I don't know. They can't contact me though. That's hilarious. If you're out there, if you're try out to contact there. Chad so we can see if it's possible. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, the movie starts with um, James, played by Kyle Mooney, who's living in a bunker with his mom and dad, um, Ted and April, is that right? Um, played by Mark Hamill and Jane Adams. And they're in this underground bunker in what seems to be a post-apocalyptic world. And there's like just weird traditions that they do. They shake hands and it's, it's just really bizarre. And um, <laughs> they kind of just drop you into this world. So the first 15 minutes, you're really not sure what's going on, what's on the outside. Um, and Kyle Mooney, he's, I guess he's, or James in the movie, he's supposed to be like 25 years old. And he's obsessed with this TV show called Brigsby Bear, which is um, like very, very uh, heavily based on like old 80s and early 90s, like VHS kind of horrible kids shows. Um, Brigsby, the character is kind of based on Teddy Ruxpin. Um, but yeah, it has it's, it's very, very true to that aesthetic. Yeah, you put um, the cassette tape in the back of his head and his mouth moves. Mm-hmm. Very fun. And it has like the super cheesy um, visual effects and like the tape warble and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he uh, eventually what happens is the cops come and basically take him into the real world. He doesn't know what's going on. He finds out that he was abducted as a baby and he goes to live with his real family, his real parents. And it's kind of this uh, weird transition for him because he didn't necessarily like see his old parents as the villains that they kind of were. Um, so the movie is about his transition into the real world, um, struggling specifically with uh, not having Brigsby Bear, which is the thing that he does. He's a huge fan of finding out that he's literally the only person that's ever seen these videos Um, So the way that he ends up kind of coping with it is by continuing the story of Brigsby Bear, making a movie, making friends along the way, getting his family involved and things like that. So that's kind of the the very broad plot is, um, yeah, I guess it's um, like the main themes, I would say, are kind of this nostalgia for this old stuff and the use of like creativity and opening up and accepting people for who they are to like get over trauma and to uh, embrace new situations that you're put into. Um, so it's very, it's very like emotionally grounded, even though it's a comedy film, mostly, I think it's really funny anyway. It's a feel good for sure. Yeah. It's a feel good. They definitely good gave it a, a sweet ending. Yeah. 
yeah who sent that text about like finding water activities the mom just wants to or land activities to balance it out <laughs> yeah and like james feels like his parents aren't the bad guy his captured parents mark hamill and i think the audience kind of is conflicted about that too like oh they were good like greg kinnear's like did they touch you and he's yeah and we're like oh no and like this and he shook his hand good job on your math studies today son or something like that it happened a lot <laughs> it happened a lot <laughs> oh fun um so you said how you found it and then you're sharing it with the world and now this podcast has a broad audience so this is now going to reach so many people too and and i guess kind of stepping further back in time like the reason i knew who kyle mooney was was because of his youtube channel good neighbor stuff if you guys haven't seen those like it's worth going and watching every single one but it was him and uh what's his name blake bennett i think back Beck. Beck bennett Beck yeah bennett. yeah that um so he was in this movie too and the third guy was nick what's nick's last name nicholas rutherford so Beck he was, Bennett the, was the detective uh-huh and nick rutherford was the guy who he sees in the store that's like totally messed up and tries to take a selfie with him and stuff um oh he's a fan yeah and then the uh the director, Dave McCary, I didn't know this until yesterday, but he was also part of Good Neighbors. He was behind the camera, though. He was doing like the filming and editing and might have helped with the writing. And so he, the director, and Kyle Mooney knew each other since like fourth grade. And the writer, Kevin Costello, moved to their town in San Diego in seventh grade and then moved away and reconnected. So it's like three of them were literally like, thinking about making a movie like this since elementary school or middle school. And this kind of is like a realization of that, which I think is really cool. And they get like Greg Kinnear and Claire Baines. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andy Samberg. It's, yeah, it's kind of surprising with this tiny little movie like this. Every time you see a new character, it's like a legitimate actor that you've heard of before. Mm-hmm. Love it. Rachel, you want to go first so you don't like um, uh, lose your battery? And also, I'm going to go out and turn off my pool water. So I'll be right back. Rachel, go ahead. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, or maybe just last week, I was looking at movies to it, um, Rachel, you might have to do just the audio because it's like <laughs> coming through. it sound it kind of sounds like the matrix okay. like when okay, you any better? stuff yeah that's better okay um yeah i was looking up um claire dane's movies um <clears throat> there's something she was in that i wanted to see and i was interested in this Brigsby Bear but I was like oh I'll never watch that and then Sean picked it and I was like oh that's great because I had forgotten what movie Sean picked and Chad told me um and it turned out to be really great like the first five ten minutes I was like I don't think I'm gonna be able to watch this 
<laughs> I was ready to leave. And then it's one of like the better movies that I've seen because it kind of is really unexpected and then um, has a lot of charm to it. Like the main character is just very charming because he never really takes anything seriously except for Briggsy Briggsby Bear. He doesn't care about anything else. <laughs> As in like I mean he cares about things, but he is not phased. Um yeah, they could have went a lot of different ways with like him trying to make friends and trying to please other people. And like he was just like friends with everyone, but he was always just talking about Briggsby because that's the only thing. <laughs> And like the only awkward part was <clears throat> the the party, but even that was like tame compared to what it could have done, especially like knowing that it's an SNL actor and Andy Samberg is can put in some really like make it extreme like Palm Street, Palm Springs and other like Andy Samberg stuff. So it was like tame. Uh, it doesn't even need to be a PG thirteen. Could have been a PG. Really. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I thank you. I I like that very much. Run out of there. <laughs> but it, but it did have to be PG. But it did have to be PG thirteen because they kept saying my favorite or some one of my favorite where it's also going to be dope as shit. Like, uh-huh. like, yeah. <laughs> like so good, dude. Like, <laughs> like every time from the first to the seventh time that they say it, I'm like, yes, don't stop for me. Like, just keep it coming. Oh, <laughs> Rachel, it's still your turn. Sorry. Yeah, go Rachel. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Now I have to get back on track. Um... <laughs> he was pure. It was a pure character. <laughs> Oh, you know what? You know what? He was pure. But I was also going to say that it's it kind of, it reminded me of myself when I'm busy doing something and then Chad comes and tries to tell me to like, go take this kid to the bathroom or go pick, blow this kid's nose or whatever. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm doing Brixie Bear. <laughs> I'm busy. I can only focus on one thing at a time. And so like when I I don't know if that's some people call that ADHD or something where you just have to get something, you have something in your mind and you just have to do it and you cannot work on anything else. And that Chad always tries to interrupt me and I'm like, can't even focus. You're not doing anything important. You've been only working on like planning service activities for your homeschool group for the last two hours. You can take a break and do this other thing. (laughs) No, I'm like, Rachel's focused. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, did you say something 10 minutes ago? <laughs> um, it is definitely a symptom anyway. of ADHD. Not a, the only one. But... <laughs> so I, I don't know. I could say a few more things, but um, it was good. I liked all the different actors and actresses. I was very surprised by Mark Hamill and everyone was pure really except I did not like Claire Danes's 
character because I kept thinking, is she really a therapist? Like that is not how I would handle that situation. So you didn't like the writing for Claire Dane's character? No. I don't understand why she was trying to pull him out of the Brixby Bear and tell him that it was like a bad thing, basically. Because that's not how you... Well, that was really the only conflict, though. Like, everything else was smooth Uh, sailing. And they had to do some type of conflict. And the conflict was him being institutionalized for a little bit. And then escaped, I guess. That and the bomb. But then, like... It's great because every time you think there's going to be a conflict, to like, oh no, something's going to happen, and he gets arrested. He's like, oh, don't tackle me again, guys. I'll come quietly or whatever. And it's like, no big deal. <laughs> Love it. Oh, the bomb! Remember how I had to walk out of the kitchen because I was so nervous that yep. something bad was going to happen in the movie, and yeah. it had been so good. And I was like, no, we can't like, like someone could have gotten hurt. Someone could have died. It was an indie movie and it wasn't like there wasn't stakes and I appreciate low stakes. And I just, right, right. And I didn't want the cuteness to end and it didn't, it just (laughs) kept being cute. So (laughs) that was very acceptable to me. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) That's all. Cool. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for joining in. Where's your video at? Let's see your campground. Oh, you're in the tent? You're on mute. I'm in the tent. But can Want me you to see, hop outside? Can you see the ocean from the tent? Yeah, let's see if it works for you guys. It's still sunny over there, huh? Sure is. Um. Oh. Well, behind me is the ocean. No, it's very blurry. Can you switch the camera? Probably can't. No, you won't. You would not be able to see that. Sorry, it's in between the trees, very far away. Oh man! But it's a very nice campground. Really fun. We have our two tents. What's the temperature? Ooh, it's kind of chilly today. Yesterday was very warm. Yesterday was so hot that I actually just fell asleep on top of my sleeping bag in the clothes that I was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) It was 102 here. Well, I'm glad to be here. All right. Thanks, Rachel. Who's next? Anybody want to go? I can go. I had a wonderful time with this movie. So um, I, I took a little note from Jason and had a, like a yellow pad <laughs> yeah, like yes. as I was watching it. Oh, that's um, right. Oh, before we get to yours, Paul. Oh, yes. Are we going to have like a any type of shaming tactic to get Jason back on this thing or an intervention or just like love bomb him or my experience has been that most people respond really well to shaming and interventions okay like that just really that's what i thought i thought that that was the way to go that seems like the easiest way to get them to 180s to make them feel really bad (laughs) so (laughs) 
I appreciate that uh, <laughs> as as one who was gone for like a year, I appreciate the lack of shaming, I guess. So. <laughs> to be on the receiving end of the love bomb instead of the the shame all right so <laughs> all right um, keep on going paul all right so i i just kept writing down things that i thought like beautiful lines and i guess it's the like kyle mooney gets the vast majority of them but it but it's so similar to what he does in snl and his previous stuff where he like you don't i don't know what was written down and what was ad-libbed where he just says things like just sideways enough or just bass backwardsly enough where you're like, like when they offer him a beer and he's like, yes, I would like one of that. And you're just like, like, it's just so cool to hear him say that stuff. So, um, so <laughs> a couple of things that I thought like, like this is a beautiful line. It's a different reality than I thought. And everything's really big. Like, couldn't you just unpack that for the rest of your life? Right. Like, whatever it is because because i felt like that was like the the major um possibility of this film which is regardless of how many paradigms you've lived and then watched them crumble and then new paradigms and then crumble and new like even though this thing's super dramatic right like to be abducted and to have to think people were your parents but probably most people have had a moment where the people who they thought were their parents like something crumbled like oh dad drinks or mom yells or we're broke or my brother you know like all of these all of these moments where it's like paradigm breaking down okay so anyways i love that um i loved watching him respond so positively to like the mighty ducks movie and then like when the girl is like unveiled and you just and but like the the reality is is even though that's a cliche at some point it was very effective if it was the first or the whatever time for you and so there's probably a, some sort of cliche that was really like that there can be deep meaning in cliche i thought that was kind of cool um well it's not see. overused if it's the first time he's ever seen it before well, yeah, the, ever but well, what i'm saying though is like um if you've seen a cinematic kiss where they keep doing 360s around the people at sunset you're like oh, okay like i've seen that a hundred times but the first time you saw that you're like oh like maybe that's how my a kiss is gonna be you know mm -hmm. or 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 so it goes so anyways um spence was so awesome like i loved spence um the spence you want to see in the world man like everybody needs to yeah. be spence and everybody needs to have a spence like well that was the thing is like just inherently cool but then from the get-go looking out for somebody at a party and then like dissing the three tools who are like making fun of it you're like oh yeah like, he's like i don't know those guys either like um <laughs> i love when he tries to bribe the greg kinnear uh like character and he says i'm not mad i'm just a little more rich <laughs> like, <laughs> and he has like a dollar 37 or something it's all folded up he's like i'm not mad i'm just a little more rich like like i love that like it's so good um when he asks his mom can i learn to pilot a car <laughs> like oh so so good um anyways so I guess I just had so many favorite moments, but what, but here's, here's what I thought 
surprised me, right? That you just have this opening scenario that has the potential to be like trauma as defining and pain as your single story and um, emotional abuse as the only thing that came out of it. And it was like this person who was determined to see the world through a different set of lenses, which I thought was really refreshing. Like, is it valid that um, somebody who's been abused really can't shake it? Like it affects every aspect of their life? Absolutely. Is it also valid that somebody has a different response? Could you have a Viktor Frankl and an Elie Wiesel's Auschwitz and like the like the, that they both exist, right? Like that, that to me is really compelling. Um, I mean, let me think of other like moments that I really loved. Gosh, there are so many moments. Um, Have you seen this before? No, 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 no. I, um, I had seen some Kyle Mooney stuff because I just, I think one time Anthony was talking to me and he was saying like the absurdity would always be funnier than every other kind of thing that could happen. Like the absurd was always going to make you laugh harder than literally anything else, like a, a well-structured joke or like um, a really novel scenario, like all of that would pale in comparison to having like a Twinkie talk to you when you're like, falling out of an airplane like that absurd scenario would always just like be humorous um and so the little link that i sent you guys i don't know if anybody watched it at all but like mine came up as restricted on my phone i don't know if it worked oh, i haven't seen it before yeah oh it, it, well i don't know if it's should it, maybe it uses, the link was just broken. it uses the word beer i guess <laughs> but like I don't but know. it's just but but it's just like um Kyle Mooney and Beck. What's his last name? I sorry, I don't Bennett. Bennett. Okay. Like where they're just like like the bad actors in a hey, I don't think you should smoke weed movie for kids or whatever. Or like the bad actors in a hey, like it's not appropriate for a somebody to touch you in your bathing suit area videos, you know. But then like that absurdity is just dialed up and dialed up and dialed up. And it just anyway. So I, I hope you guys get the chance to check that out um and then, yeah and it, like also, jump jumping off of that like i think that that's kind of like the real tragedy of kyle mooney's career is like when he was doing his youtube stuff so he had his good neighbor stuff channel and then he had a channel that was just kyle that was just him um and they're both just showcasing his like complete random weird sense of humor and yeah. then as he's become a more legitimate actor and being on snl it's so hard for him to find like things that showcase that. And there are those digital shorts, like the one that you shared that there are a couple of those, but there are so many like SNL skits where like he's in a bald cap doing an impression of Jeff Bezos. And it's like, that's not what Kyle Mooney is funny and yeah. doing. So yeah. that's, that's like one of the things I really love about this movie. It's like one of those other few avenues that like really just showcases Kyle Mooney doing the Kyle Mooney thing. Um, is he, yeah. what's he doing now? Is he, he just SNL left still? SNL, I think, this last season. Is okay. that right? They just barely finished the season. Yeah. Doing a couple other casting. Yeah, I, I, 
I kept thinking like it would be like if the please don't destroy guys made a full length like what would happen you know like um but I was trying to think if there were movies that felt similar to this like to me and I had a really hard time figuring out a movie that felt like it like maybe like a Taika Waititi or um before he's you, you know what I mean like like yeah I'm for like the that. wilder people kind of but but it's Lars, only a kind Lars of and the real girl yeah yeah something like that There's, um i happened upon i was i was curious about the budget so i googled the budget and i didn't find out what it was but i did find like the press kit that they released and i read like the 22 page pdf of that but so they got into some like what their inspiration was and one of them was this I can't believe that I actually have seen it, but it's called Dogtooth. It's a Greek oh, movie, Yorgos yeah. Lanthimos, that's like this same concept, like a family that's holding their children prisoner in like this weird but thing. But it's so like, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like they took the premise kind of from that movie. And then the other one that they said that was like their touchstone for like how the movie should feel was Being There, which is a Hal Ashby movie that I haven't seen. But a while ago, so Hal Ashby's the guy that did Harold and Maude, which is one of my favorite movies that I almost picked instead of this. And so a while ago, I downloaded a bunch of his movies and was planning on watching them, but I haven't yet. So that was next on the list. I really wanted to watch it before the podcast, but I just didn't. So, oh, yeah, I was I was trying to think of and I love what you're doing there, Anthony, by the way. Um, I, I was trying to think of inspiration and my last te text to self-connection and then i'm excited to hear what anthony and carrie and chad were thinking was so my a buddy and i okay when we lived out in pennsylvania a buddy who was studying to be a lawyer said hey do you want to go see radiohead with me and i thought like nobody's ever asked me something cooler like than that. <laughs> like, you know what i mean like 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 think of all of the cool like all of the weirdisms that have to connect so that somebody like when you're kind of too old to be going to concerts and you don't have enough money to go to me concerts and somebody said do you want to go to radiohead with me the answer is yes of course so we drive to philadelphia but then it was exponentially cooler to me because his car didn't have air conditioning and we're driving on the highway and it's just like hot as anything and we're, we're completely drenched by the time we get there and then it's the last day of like radiohead's american tour and their opening band was this middle eastern band that had like 12 different types of drums and that opener didn't say anything radiohead didn't say anything last week this same guy he's now moved out to pleasant grove and he's like do you want to go see jack white with me and i was like yes yes i do but um as we we're driving over to see jack white i asked him i was like who is jack white like of previous generations you know and we tried to figure out if he was kind of neil young who just kept on doing weird stuff or if he was kind of more like randy newman who, who just kept doing whatever the heck he wanted and we're like jack white is prince right where after jack white dies there will be 400 albums that will be released but only after 2000 like 2500 like it's not even going to be like in the century when like he produced music he's only going to do it like four centuries in the future and it'll be the coolest thing ever. anyways um <laughs> how was the concert was it good it was so good. Oh my gosh. It was so good. But, um, but like you're watching this guitar gut, but then I was like, Oh, that is kind of how Kyle Mooney feels to me. 
where if I would probably be uncomfortable around him, like if I, if I went to his apartment and I really saw 4,000 VHS tapes, all of which had been purchased at Goodwill, um, and that he really did know all of them, like I wouldn't know what to do with that kind of person. But I'll always be grateful that there's a Randy Newman and a Prince and a Jack White and a Kyle Mooney where it's just like, I don't understand the world that they're coming from, but I'm always going to be grateful that like there is a world that exists where, where that kind of person can just thrive. And, um, you know, in a hunter gatherer time, maybe, I, I don't know what would, what, what happens to a Kyle Mooney? Like, does he just get killed off in the first two years and like never even gets to become this, but like he, he exists in the 21st century and it's, you can watch his cool little nineties spinoff show where he's the twins. I don't know if you've seen that little thing, but anyway, it's just, I don't know anything about Kyle Mooney. Am oh, I going to have to go to a Kyle Mooney like deep dive? I feel like it's two videos yes. in and then you'll be a hundred videos in because it'll be really <laughs> hard to stop. But um, I, I just, I just really was glad that this was the choice, Sean. So <laughs> I, I don't want to like come across as like overly deferential or whatever, but it was everything I wanted it to be, but so many things that I never could have expected and, and certainly can't explain very well. So I, I love this thing. Who's next, Sean? Who's next month? I haven't unpacked my laptop that has the list on it. Uh -huh. So I think this is an opportunity to text Jason and say, ask him to choose a movie for next month. And in the time that it takes him to say no, I'll figure out who's actually next. I, I know Will is in line after Jason, but I think it's kind of going to be the same answer from him. We'll see. That's funny. I'll text him. Jason. Um, Carrie, you want to go? Any thoughts? Did you write down a notes? I did not write down any notes. I watched this with Sean and my sister and my nephew and daughter and everybody absolutely loved it. Um, my nephew said it was like in his top 20 favorite movies of all time. So that's high praise <laughs> coming from a 14, almost 15 year old. Um, but yeah, I, I had watched Rigsby Bear with Sean, what, a couple years ago, a year ago? I don't know. It, it was more than that. Like, I remember finding out about it probably a year after it came out. So it was probably like four years ago that we watched it. Oh, and really? I don't, you didn't watch it with me and Brady over Christmas, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes me feel better because the only thing I remembered about it was the very beginning where he's watching the videos that is, uh, dad had made for him um and so it was like watching the movie for the first time which was a treat um it was just really good it, it felt like a very long episode of good neighbor stuff uh kyle mooney's youtube channel just he he's very good at that kind of character and saying lines you know like what paul was saying just a little bit off where it just it hits you more um and he just says things that catch you off guard just the way he says it even if it is a normal ish thing to say um yeah i just it was a movie with a lot of heart and a lot of thought um i love kyle mooney anyway so it was just really fun to see him get featured in a full-length film like this 
Um, and everyone's like a big Kyle Mooney fan. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. This you're missing out, Chad. You're missing out. out. <laughs> it's been you, like you the only to... thing that's been worthwhile on SNL for uh, the last. I don't think years. I've seen SNL for the last five years. You at all. watch it. You should just see the thing, this, the scenes that he wrote in particular. Just watch him do his sports interviews or like when he compares what's better rock or rap. Like I, I, I really feel like when you watch that, like your life will change for the better. <laughs> you need to watch the episode where he, um, he's the new roommate. Like he and this guy yeah. are moving into a new apartment and Kyle's a little too excited about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, he's perfection. Um, my, I think my favorite. You guys are just gushing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's Kyle. <laughs> you have to gush. There's nothing negative to say about him. He's perfect. Um, my favorite part, I think, is where he was talking to. Um, oh, what's the kid's name again? Spence. I think it was him, and he's like, "You're my friend," <laughs> and just like it just burst out of him. Like he just you know, can stop himself from saying it, like, just so naive and sweet and just childlike, and it just hits all the right notes, and I, um, like, what Rachel was saying, there were so many parts in it where it was, like, almost tragic or almost horrifying or almost dark, and it just never, um, it never reaches that, like, I think it was just a very sweet movie that could have been easily a lot darker than it was and I'm glad they made the choices that they did um where it's just a whole bunch of near misses and just ended really happy and really great and I love Spence um with Anthony that was saying that everyone needs a Spence in their life and we we all should be more like Spence to use life goals right there so yeah that's, That's great. all I have to say about that. That's Did great. Did anybody else love like when during the makeout scene, like when he's on the little bed, but like he does whatever she does because he just and I, I found that so relatable to like my eighth grade first kiss where you're just like I don't know, like I guess I'll do what they do, and then oh my gosh, that was uncomfortable and beautiful at the same time. I just love how he puts his hands up. Like yeah. he doesn't know what to do. It's <laughs> like I can't. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> oh i know although i okay did i have one other question i have a million questions yeah, i think do. that's I, I just that's all what i do i'm gonna interrogate you okay so well, why don't you do a podcast i'd listen to your podcast i am I, this is this is it chad this is it you're, you're living it <laughs> but um no so the like coming from a, a faith tradition where I think a lot of people feel like the wool has been pulled or not. And then they're like, Oh, what? Like, like, did anybody else keep thinking like Mormons or former Mormons or future Mormons watching a show like this will have to, at some point face certain things like, Oh, maybe that's how the world looks at me or, Oh, I've had this thing where it it was forever changed or 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 did any did, was i the only person who went that direction it's okay if the answer is yes no like you mean the wool being pulled being pulled out of that like his bubble and going into like the, yeah. the, the, the wide world well so 
I thought it would be really easy because there's the new, like the little Warren Jeffs documentary where you're like, oh, that's how it's like that. You know, like when somebody moves from this fundamentalist religion and then they're taken into a quote unquote normal scenario and they don't know how to talk. They don't know how to make pop culture references. But then I was like, but that's easy to make it about somebody who is quote unquote weirder than I am. What about if I am the weird person who has either been pulled out or yet to be pulled out of my weirdisms? And there will be this moment where there will be that unveiling and I'll be like, oh man, I, I just had no idea. Like, I think that's like one of the reasons that this movie works so well. And I think, you know, what you're talking about specifically in the context of Mormonism, you know, a lot of people have had that experience where the things that they believe growing up, they have some sort of shift in that perspective as they get older. But I also think that like everybody has this experience to some degree whether or not that's um spoiler alert finding out that santa claus or the easter bunny aren't real um or like going to summer camp and all there the may kids, be kids are different listening to you. this pod <laughs> i said spoiler alerts so it's their own fault <laughs> but you know even like these these things that feel pretty small you know like i remember being in going from elementary school to junior high and just feeling like i'm in a completely different world and yeah. so out of place and being this awkward kid yeah. and so i think whether or not it's like this huge paradigm shift in your life or these little ones along the way, everybody can like relate to some degree with what he's going through. Like it really, for me, it was really easy to like find that emotional connection mm -hmm. to, uh, to his character. Yeah, that's what I thought was such an interesting move where the, um, where they don't try to make Mark Hamill or the girl from Orange County, like the bad, the bad people, they're just, people who made a choice. I'm so glad that she's the girl from Orange County to you. That's <laughs> what she is to me too. <laughs> but that's like our generation, right? Didn't that come out like right before? I don't know. I think that's like one of the core movies from my well, think, high school experience. I think yeah. it was like particularly important to this group. <laughs> yeah, there's there was definitely like seeing ourselves mirrored or the people that we wished we were. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I'm definitely, I forget the actor's name. I'm, I was definitely the, the, the guy, I, he's one of my, Who, I really Colin like Hanks? him. I say he's, no, he's the main character. It's Jack just a Black? random scene. No, the guy <laughs> with like the funky teeth. Oh, yeah. As a comparative literature major. Mike White? Like, yeah, I think so. Maybe. He's the best. He was um, the writer too. The, um, the guy that's like, Oh, at the party, who comes out? At the party. Oh, no, Mike. Kip. I'm Kip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. he, I, that's like the one line I have memorized from that movie. It's like, it's ostensibly about vi vampires, but it's actually about the reintegration of Germany. Just talking about his book and how he's a comparative literature major. I was like, oh, this is what I sound like. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was such an interesting thing to like have this seemingly super far-fetched scenario be the access point for so uh, for so many people, right? Like um, if you just see your parents making out on the couch or something, like you're like, well, my world's changed, but like I don't know that you can necessarily like make a 90-minuter. But if this guy has been in this bunker and 
Luke Skywalker is his dad, then for whatever reason, like that element of fantasy, but that could be grounded in some sort of reality has all these touch points for everybody else, which I think is really interesting. Love it. Sorry. No, no apologies. This is great. This is great stuff. It's a great oh, movie. Thing. Oh yeah, keep on going. Um, how the mom was working on that equation at the beginning of the movie, like the force <laughs> my equation or force yeah. or something like that. I wish <laughs> they'd write like you know at the end. Mark Hamill's character is like the answer was six all along. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I want to know more about what was going on there because it was like. They made it seem like they were raising this mathematical genius um, and trying to figure out this equation or something like that. But I don't know if it's a real <laughs> equation in real life or like what was going on there. But I wish like I needed a bigger resolution than the answer was six. <laughs> yes. Like what was she doing? Why were they yeah. figuring it out? Like what was going on there? seemed like a throwaway but it could have been more i don't know don't have an answer sean anything you read from your dossier that you're you compiled nothing about that first google result and this makes sense about the movie's themes i don't even know what all of these uh words mean but it's a it's like a blog post that says how to use pdes i don't know what that is to model reality so you might have something to do with the way that you can represent reality uh, mathematically, um, which would have everything to do with what the movie is about. All right, keep on going, Anthony. Uh, you want to talk? Yeah, I can talk about my reactions. I, I mean, the first one we already talked about it. I like. I was so moved by Spence. Um, like, cannot like state that enough. Like um as as much as i was like moved by uh kyle mooney's character for for that type of person to be able to express themselves and to find like the creativity that they have there has to be a place which is a space which is usually a person or a group of people that allow that to exist were capable of receiving that innocence or that creativity or whatever it is. Um, on related to a lot of the comments so far, but particularly to Paul's about having these realizations uh, about um, worldviews or past schemas uh, that you use to model the world for yourself. Um, one of the things that having um, uh, Kyle Mooney-like character, the, the way that they get at it is to have him um, have him not have interacted with the vast majority of the world. So he hasn't been uh, incultured. He hasn't been socialized. Um, and so doesn't know what the social norms are in a variety of settings. Uh, and so you, you see him mirroring stuff throughout, whether it's like when he's making out with the girl or when he, you, you know, the first time he 
he hears like someone say dope as shit he's like yeah it's dope as shit but then there's there's a bunch of other times where he just mirrors the person's language right back to him like like they'll tell him like thanks man and he'll be like yeah thanks man like um and and there's there's several times where that happens throughout um that experience that can be got at through trauma it can be got at through anything that makes a person's brain different or other and so um you know rachel mentioned earlier uh, her possible adhd i have diagnosed adhd uh people with you know paul was talking about um the kids that he works with a lot of who have autism but anyone who is neurodivergent that is often the way that they're interacting with the world is just like they're just you're just kind of hoping that like there's the right group to receive it like because you don't have the same skills or uh, mental tools to um to be able to judge whether you're doing like the socially acceptable thing or not um and so you you just hope that it's the right people that hear you um and i i feel like fortunate that over and over and over throughout my life i've um i've had the right people and and just like since the time that, I mean, I think everybody experiences this to greater or lesser degrees where you just feel the sense of your own difference um, where you're like, why, like other people seem so comfortable. Like they, they seem to know what they're supposed to be doing in this situation. And, um, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so you say the things that they say. There was this guy that I worked with in high school who he always said no doubt or no question to uh to affirmatively respond to things he'd always say no doubt and i was like oh man that guy is so cool i remember and so i would i i remember trying to like fit that into conversations whenever i could um i i tried to fit in whenever i could say no doubt no doubt no doubt um one of the we've been talking the my last comment is just that we have been talking about our love for kyle mooney <laughs> they cannot hear you man. i'll take my headphones off so you can hear them too a lot of times <laughs> kyle mooney's stuff is a little more cynical than this movie is like it's it's the same type of humor but just leaving you like in this place where it's like yeah things are weird and sort of messed up and don't make sense um but instead to have it be yeah things are weird which gives us the opportunity to like embrace ourselves and embrace each other uh it was really cool to to see his skill set um which I really appreciate and like the skits and stuff that he does be applied to the type of message that was in this movie. Love it. All right. I'm going to go. So last time Sean compared this to another 
role-playing movie set in Utah. A little feature called, what was the name of it, John? Unicorn City. Unicorn City. And as I was watching it, so I said that because it's like, this is everything that I want. Uh-huh. like a small budget film to be but watching it i realized like unicorn city was a no budget movie no like that's budget. not a fair comparison <laughs> and what i liked about this one is they like uh took a car to go up to the mountains whereas in unicorn city they just started walking and i'm like that's not realistic you can't just start walking from the, and walk up the canyon and camp with no equipment so a little bit more grounded in reality <laughs> in unicorn city um the dad was funny reminded me of my dad just like a tall uh kind of mild-mannered happy guy bald bald i can imagine that like wanting to play basketball as like a come on sport shoot some hoops that kind of type um It was great. It was fun. And um, like it was feel good. I didn't like cry at any parts and I didn't feel sad. It was just like kind of dreading because I didn't know it. It was my first time and I didn't know the story. So kind of like that dread is like, oh, no, someone's going to get hurt or die with this explosion because it could have easily gone that way. Oh no, he's going to get like, someone's going to open the door uh, when they're making out or she's going to like gossip to all the high schoolers or college kids or whatever age they were about like him. And like, he's going to get like a, a rumor mill is going to go on about him and he's going to like face that social embarrassment. Uh, but yeah, nothing like that happened. I loved all the side characters. Greg Kinnear doing Shakespeare and then Kyle Moon, he's like, that was awesome. <laughs> it's like, how'd you learn how to do that? <laughs> I love when Greg Kinnear plays like in not sure of himself creative. Like that's like my favorite type of character that he plays. Yep. That's fun. And uh, Mark Hamill's voice, Brigsby Bear voice at the end. Him like doing voiceover work because you know how good of a voiceover actor he is and he's just like kind of hamming it up, reading his Rigsby script. I love that part. Yeah, they kind of like uh, could have involved the mom a little bit more, the fake mom and the real mom. I don't know. But the real mom, like in the few scenes that she actually had, like those were heartbreaking to me, like watching her be in pain at um, Home Depot or whatever when he's making it, like getting all his bomb materials, like, like she was like protective of this little person who really wasn't her little person, like 25 years had gone by, you know? And like, I thought she did some really cool nonverbal things that mm-hmm. weren't really written into the script, but she was just like giving the audience a lot to work with. I thought. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. One of the things that I didn't mention in my comments that I wanted to mention was how important it is to uh, let someone have their stuff be their stuff uh, I mean this is something that I think about a lot as an adoptive parent a uh, former foster parent but like you kind of like have to accept 
people for who they are and for where they are. I, when we were fostering our son, we had some friends who were also fostering. Um, and her whole life, her job and everything is about um, healthy cooking and eating. And so she would have like these like hours long fights with this kid that they were fostering because she was like trying to teach the kid like proper nutrition. And it's like that, that kid wasn't like at that place yet. Like he just um, like get the kid, the chicken nuggets and the juice and stuff for now, just to make sure that like they're getting some calories and nutrition and stuff. And like you can work toward maybe some some other things. And so like with with Kyle Mooney's character, like what you yes, it represent like Biggs Brigsby represented like the the parents' trauma, but to to him it didn't represent trauma. To him it represented the one constant that he had in his life. And like yeah you know people come with the stuff that they come with and so like it's such a like beautiful ending where they're able to see like like i was so touched by that scene when spence and then his sister like show the stuff that they had recorded so far to the parents and they're like just so happy to see him so happy that's great um this brigsby like disappears at the very end oh yeah on the on the stage is that like his his imaginary friend is no longer needed or i don't know that that was an interesting choice yep um so this is the 24th episode of movie club so we've been doing this for two years and that's pretty fun that's crazy so we've done 24 movies in 24 months the first movie was Knives Out, and then Midnight in Paris, and The Artist, and Bright Star, and Menashe, and Hunt for the Wilder People, Funeral in Berlin. And I was, yeah, like, who was it? My niece was like asking about what we do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do a podcast. And she's like, oh, I've done some movies. And I just started reading all the movies. She hadn't heard of any of them. So I just like, uh, I think Movie Club's a fun time. And also, Watching the movie is like a fun thing during the month. And then it's like a communal thing where it's like, oh, we're all just going to watch the same thing and then talk about it. And then sometimes we talk more about it and sometimes we don't talk about it very much, <laughs> but it's still fun. So good job, guys. Keep it up. It makes me happy. Yeah, you're making me want to cry. <laughs> it's really nice. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think, Chad, I think you are a Spence. I think you meet people exactly where they are. And um, you can, like, easily code switch through different, like, social settings where you probably pick up on all the cues. And you're like, oh, this is where one situates themselves politically or religiously or one's gender orientation or any of the the like arbitrary like little boxes that we kind of put people in you pick up on that but then you're you're not like and now i'm not talking to you anymore it's like oh that's how this person is and here here i'm going to keep giving them the time of day i i 
I that's true that but i i also like cool people and i don't like <laughs> not cool people so i, I am pretty judgy <laughs> no i that has not been my experience with you so uh i'm just like like you're talking about like how many like more people you want to do escape from chew hall with and it's like to my ears it sounds like you were friends with like every single well, that's what i heard too in most our freshman people, ward like most of the people that you've said like i've had to go look them up and be like yeah i never talked to them and they <laughs> but when i listen to them they sound really cool what does that say you know and the analogy still holds because spence was judgy he knew that those guys at the party were total dicks that's right so that's right i'm Great so point. glad that's how he described them too described them too like yeah like, yeah i'm know. not gonna i'm not gonna bring homeless kurt on although i should give homeless kurt another chance you know what i've opened my heart to homeless kurt never mind i've, I've bumped into him a couple times in the last couple <laughs> years and I, I don't know what he was going through freshman year but uh He's probably an okay dude. <laughs> but I'm not opening my heart to anybody on the sixth floor. They are shut out from my heart. <laughs> Jared Geddes, get out of here. Oh, yeah. Jared Geddes. Chad, you can't name names. I'm naming Jared <laughs> Geddes. <laughs> he, was the, he was the one who was really good at music. Is that right? Yeah. Like a piano player? He's a piano player. Yeah. <laughs> There were a couple of really cool guys, though. The, the two friends, I can't ever remember. I think one might have been Jason. They were like, one was really slender and one was not so slender. They were like best buds. Let's nail this down. Who are you talking about? I don't know. They're on the sixth floor and they would always come hang out on our floor because they're like, our floor sucks. And I was like, well, you must be cool then because you came to us. So you have, the, you, have, you have the directory somewhere, don't you? Yeah, it's in the box over there. Anyways, I think, I think you're a Spence, Chad. And probably the rest of you are too. I just don't know you as well. But like, I think you're a Spence. Thanks, Paul. You betcha. Sean, it's 8.13. Probably, what is it, 10.13 there? 10.13. All right. Finishes off, Sean. What do we, okay. what do we got? I, I have a couple things on my list. Yeah, One of them, yeah, stuff that I was reminded of from that press kit. But like... Paul referenced that Kyle Mooney and I think I don't remember if it was the, the other writer the director are obsessed with like collecting VHS tapes from thrift stores and stuff and like the rarer the better and I hadn't really made that connection before that this is like their fantasy like they're obsessed with something that's like so rare that it's like something that some guy made in a garage rather than like you know a Disney movie or whatever so this is like their ultimate like homage to outsider art like to find this thing that was created for one individual person and by the way there's like 700 episodes of it um so <laughs> i i thought that was really cool and then um and then like, like, the like a star wars or superhero person that everyone's into it this is just like so niche and so like lo-fi and it has math equations sprinkled in <laughs> questionable moral lessons <laughs> yeah, throughout like, only touch yourself twice a day <laughs> curiosity is unnatural yeah <laughs> curiosity is unnatural <laughs> um so yeah i did actually take notes while we watched this movie and the only thing i wrote down was curiosity is an unnatural emotion 
So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then the other thing that I read that I thought was so funny was just when they were putting together like the Brigsby Bear show within a show, like they had to create this universe. And so they were all in a room, like hashing things out. And Kyle Mooney oh, says something about that would have been great the, to see. Yeah, like so he process. says something about about the King of the Whistles, and four people correct and they're like, "No, the King of the Whistles was named this," and like they all just bust up laughing because they realize they're so deep in this thing that like <laughs> they've literally created the universe the of lore. Brigsby Bear. Yeah, all the lore <laughs> is there. The King of the Whistles. So that's the last thing on my list. It's the most powerful whistle, except for when Tizzles <laughs> there. <laughs> Oh yeah, and the uh, the twins that were played by the one person, and like he was in love with one of them, and then the other one he didn't care for at all. In the movie, that was the best. You too, Nina. You too. You too, <laughs> Nina. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fun. Great. Jason didn't come back, so are we gonna like? Uh, like hope for Jason's return in July or are we going to move on Sean um let's see if he answers tomorrow and if he doesn't then we can try Will because I know he's next on the list okay and then I, I forget who's after that but it's you know one of our active members of the movie club so I think we'll be able to make it happen well Jessica jumped on and gave me control and she wishes everyone a good day but also like what was the excuse her brother has the kids so they're on a call so she's like on another zoom call or, or something with her family and it happened to be at the same time it happens but july come into town sean you gonna come up to utah in july too I should but i don't think i will It looks like Will would really like the Unicorn City movie. Doesn't he do like LARPing type? You got to listen to the episode. We didn't yeah. talk about the movie at all. All all it was was Chad asking Will questions about oh. LARPing. Yeah, oh, we didn't okay. the movie sucks and Jason picked it because Will does LARPing. Yeah. And everyone agreed that the movie sucks. So we spent the whole time talking to Will about his adventures being a pirate. It it's like two miles away from where I live and uh, every day when I if I like access the highway I evermore I think it's called yeah yeah hmm? like they they tried to sue Taylor Swift I think uh-huh um anyways like I, I pass it with some regularity and then like when I go to the gas station there will be the people who are dressing up but need like a a big honk or a Gatorade or whatever in between like you know, making yeah. a chain mail or whatever. It's it's super interesting. Yeah. And I always hope that I'm gonna see Will and I never do. I know. Will's great. We love Will. Yeah, he's a cool figure. Um anything else? Do you want to see the chaos of the actual campsite that we're hanging out at? Yeah, let's see. So this is where my cousins are. We're roasting s'mores. There's the two tents. I think you can see those. I don't know. Now that I put a mic on, I'm 
And then there's a dog somewhere over here. Do you guys see the dog? Yeah. She's hanging out with us. And there's a lot of kids. <laughs> and it's really chaotic and super fun. And most of them are mine. <laughs> yep. That's right. Nine kids and four adults. Oh yeah, everyone, our, da- our dog died uh, the two weeks ago or something. So, hey, Lawrence, Maggie lived a good life. She was a rescue. She was going to be put down. And, uh, and the uh, like an adoption agency or whatever, a foster dog foster picked her up from the kennel. And then so we got her in November and she had a heart issue this whole time. And then the day after we left on a trip, she had a heart attack and the, uh, our dog sitter found her upstairs. And so like we were on in Hawaii dealing with that and like, we didn't really process it. And we come home to like an empty house and man, it hit Lawrence real hard. And then it was kind of just a depressing week without little mags and then rachel's looking for other um other dogs like nope we're not getting any more dogs no more old dogs oh yeah and oh i guess you guys don't know anything about evan's cat that was born in 2006 when we were in colorado springs but that cat died at my parents house so that's uh to quit when you said you guys don't know anything i was like that is so mean after i gave you these compliments and then six then I, i'm glad that you continued your sentences a little so bit. that's uh 2006 is uh 16 right so she would be 16 on the 5th of july or something like that 6th of july i feel like i've heard and forgotten many stories about that cat yeah her name was sassy so evan took a cat to Colorado Springs. So it was me and Evan in the Altima with our trunk, like everything filled. And then the cat was named Kitty. And we didn't know it at the time, but Kitty was pregnant while we brought her to Colorado. And so she was a pregnant cat when we were there. And then we left to go to Utah and I got engaged with Rachel, came back and Kitty gave birth to kittens on Evan's bed. So gross, my little brother. And then there was like seven kittens or eight kittens in the house for weeks until they were weaned. And then we gave them away at a Walmart, but everyone got to name a kitten. And Jason named a kitten Rivers for Weezer. And Evan named a cat Sassy. And the cat we took back with, we took Kitty and Sassy back to Utah. And little Sassy was just there at my parents' house for 16 years. It's nuts. Sad. Sorry, guys. It's a downer. It's the news. I'll have to have a memorial for Sassy when we get up to Utah. Building things means eventually you got to miss him. Oh, yeah. Pets are great. I keep on looking at my my mustache and and the screen. It's just so ridiculous looking. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Is that still going to be there when I get back? Because yeah. I'm not too sure about it. Yeah, Rachel, well, it's yeah? beautiful. Ooh. I might like, <laughs> I might chop it so it goes straight from the lip, but I left it like 
I cut it down right here so it like curls around and stops. <laughs> I wear a mask at work, so no one ever knows. All right, guys, that's it. Any anything else before we uh, end this episode? It's a cliffhanger. We don't know what time or what day next or what movie for next month. We'll give Jason a try. Um, if Jason doesn't come back, we'll give Will a try. And if Will doesn't come back, then Sean will look at who's next on the list. And we'll go there that way. Or we can figure it out just by looking. Tuesdays are still really good for me. If we could. Okay. Pretty good. Cool. I move that we adjourn this episode of the movie club. Can I get, oh, what else do I say? All opposed? No, how do, who says I? I want to say the eyes have it. How do I get there? Help me out. Someone needs to second it. Oh, yeah. Someone second. Oh, any opposed say, I don't know. See you guys. That's it. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>